This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO, or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. This is the Limitless Keith Lee, and I'm here to ask you to stop what you're doing, take just one moment, and bask in the glory of the Busted Wide Open podcast. Mwah. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling, with your hosts... Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous, coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 179. My name is Nick Howell. And still salty about Survivor Series. I am Sir Ian Dangerous. And so much so that he doesn't want to be on camera. Something's no, going on with your camera over I, there. You're yeah. just bent out of shape about you losing at Survivor Series, Sir I Ian am. Dangerous. I'm salty. There we go. Now it's fixing. Had- Hi, everybody. Hi, it's back. Hey. Yeah, my camera's working about as well as my Survivor Series picks. Uh, if you weren't, if you didn't hear our recap episode, it was a devastating weekend for yours truly. But however, a, mo- a weekend of triumph. For Mr. Nick Howell here, yes. uh, who came away winning seven to three between the two of us and dominating in the patrons' pickums as well. We all had a lot of fun. Congratulations to our new patron pickums champ, Brian Average, who Woo! took it all, barely, barely edging out our boy Bebosh, uh, who came in a very close second place via a tiebreaker. So, mm. Nick, what a uh, what an exciting weekend of wrestling, and we saw the fallout this week. On Raw, we got to talk about that. Uh, I was particularly surprised that this year Survivor Series actually seemed to have some stakes, even though it was the same thing every year, brand supremacy that doesn't seem to have any real relevance. But yet this year they actually gave it some stakes on Raw, where the fallout may have turned one of the biggest faces in the company heel. Mm. And I'm very looking forward to talking about that, Nick. But first, let's do some housekeeping. Now that yes. I'm back online and everyone can see my my scrappy little face there, we can talk about some housekeeping and get then get into the show. Yes, guys, be sure you come over and join us in the Facebook discussion group. As always, it is the hub of our operation where you find all kinds of links to everything else that you need to know about the show, as well as some fun memes, uh, polls, watch parties, all kinds of good stuff. It's a great, fun, positive place to be. Just go on Facebook, search for Busted Wide Open, like our page, and send a join request to the group, and we'll get you right in for some good wrestling times. Uh, in there, once you get in, you can find a link to our Discord community uh, where we do live chats all throughout the week for every show, uh, Raw, SmackDown, paper, uh, NXT, uh, AEW, all of them, and even New Japan, Ring of Honor, and dedicated channels for all pay-per-views like we have 
for TakeOver and Survivor Series this past weekend. So make sure you're in our Discord channel. Helps us keep the spoilers out of the group so we don't have to worry about that. And Sheriff McDonald doesn't have to get mad at everybody. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Streaming live right here on YouTube every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern at youtube.com slash busted wide open. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're on the race to 1,000. We're about halfway there. Uh, get, help us get there by the end of the year, and we might have a fun prize for you. But once you subscribe, make sure you jingle that little bell. Make sure you get notified every time we go live in the future. And throw a like. Throw a thumbs up on any of the videos that you happen to come across that you like. That's youtube.com slash busted wide open. Last but certainly not least, patrons. Thank you very mm. much for all of your support. You guys rule. Thank you so much. Uh, Patreon.com slash BWO. If you want to get in on the ability to ask listener questions for our weekly patron mailbag episode every Saturday, that is where we do it. We used to do listener questions at the end of every show. You guys might remember that. But now we have it dedicated out in its own series called the Patron Mailbag. Thank you guys so much for being that willing to ask questions every single week. We love doing that. and We hope you're enjoying it as well. And you can find that streaming live here on YouTube as well every Saturday. But Ian, yeah. I think we've got a lot of stuff to talk yeah. about. There was a lot of fallout. So let's we head do. over and talk straight about the Survivor Series fallout on Monday Night Raw. So just to check in, Nick, everything's going real right with the uh, technology over there. Everything's back to normal. Technology. All right. Just yes, checking. everything's great. Just checking. Uh, uh, my real name isn't Surrey and Dangerous. It's actually John Connor, and apparently Skynet's out to get me. But that's that's uh, for another another show entirely, Nick. Let's talk about the wrestling. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Let's talk about the wrestling here because this week we actually had a very interesting segment to start off Raw. Seth Rollins had a town meeting. He had, had everyone gathered around the ring, all the wrestlers, uh, not all the wrestlers, but a, a good chunk of them were gathered around the ring, and Seth decided to give what started off sounding like a pep talk, but very quickly devolved into Seth Rollins insulting people and sniping at them and telling them that they sucked. Mm -hmm. and it was their <laughs> fault that Raw was now the C brand and it came in last on Survivor Series. Uh, my goodness, straight up called out Randy Orton and said, Hey, Randy, you were supposed to be the guy who had it all together and you were the weakest link. Randy Orton walks, just turns and walks way up the ramp and gives a nice, uh, kind of dirty hand signal on his way up the ring that was edited out of the Hulu version. If you tried to watch that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> of all people giving that signal, I don't want Randy Orton giving me that, <laughs> a, that wanker, uh, wanker the, 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 thing. Yeah. The, the stroking off symbol, if you will, a uh, little bit too literal there, Randy. Um, yeah. Kayfabe but, dude. Kayfabe. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's now part of Kayfabe. Uh, I guess. Yes. Randy uh, can't keep his hands. Off. Anyway, so also Seth Rollins took a shot at Charlotte, saying that Charlotte was supposed to be the leader of Team Raw, but she wasn't even the last person of Raw in the match. Charlotte, of course, had the same reaction as Randy Orton and stalked off, leaving Seth in the ring. He then started taking shots at AOP, saying, hey, you guys weren't even on the show. They took off, and everyone else started following them. As soon as Seth went after Rey Mysterio, saying, Ooh. you sucked most of all. You couldn't beat Brock Lesnar even with the help of your stupid son. That's when the crowd turned on him, too, going, oh, okay, we're not getting Seth Rollins anymore. Seth Rollins is turning heel, is what it seemed to me. I don't know if it seemed that way to you, 
Last person uh, left standing, Kevin Owens, who gets in the ring. And sure enough, Seth goes after him, calling him lazy, saying he was possibly on the payroll of NXT. Kevin doesn't say a word, just gives him a stunner and leaves Seth lying in the ring. Uh, we later on had a match between Seth and Kevin. We'll get into that in a second. Let's, let's talk about this first uh, and foremost. Seth Rollins turning heel in this way. What do you think about this? I, I think everybody was ready for it. I think we've all professed that it was coming, probably after that Hell in a Cell match with The Fiend. Um, Just that, or do you think that there was more no, going on? No, this is, this is all that fourth wall stuff of what's going on on Twitter. Uh, just Seth kind of just being a general dick to everybody uh, external to wrestling. You know, so we've, We speculated whether or not it was him on Twitter at one point. I, I'm pretty convinced it is. Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes into this, but it's with all the heat that he's getting, and he started getting boos. I can mm -hmm. remember the boos starting right around leading up to the Fiend Hell in a Cell match, and then at the match when he was getting all those boos, and then beyond he was getting booed. So yeah, it makes perfect sense. Steer the hell into it. Put him in a suit, trot him out, and make oh, him a dick. Nick loves his dicks in a suit. But here's yep. the thing: if, if dick heels, they're allowing not, not dicks. <laughs> Hashtag phrasing. Let's, let's be clear, yes. I don't know, man. I think you like both. But anyway, let's. the thing about this is is that if Seth is allowed to go heel when he was such a big – he was like their top babyface for a while there. Does this prove he's not the guy? Because they won't let their the guys go heel, right? Cena can't go heel. Roman can't go heel. Even Hogan couldn't go heel until he went to WCW. Like, they won't let their top dudes go heel. Does that mean that Seth truly isn't the top guy? He just was the top babyface for a while but the guy is still Roman Reigns. Is this what this proves? A hundred percent. Totally. Uh, I, don't, mm. I, I, I don't know that I ever thought. That it got close. Like, there was a point where I thought, okay, well, Seth is over AF right now. There's, I mean, yeah. He might be the new top guy, especially you're going to put him over Brock at Mania? All right. You know? Yeah. Especially to open the show at Mania this year. Okay, maybe Seth is the guy after. Nope. Six months, here we are, six months later, <laughs> now we're turning they, him heel. It's they, it, they tried, and they just I don't know if they had an answer for the kind of reactions that he was getting um, between their booking and his social media presence. I just don't know if they had an answer for it. Um, Look, and there was I, part this of this as well. Thing. There was part of this as well that felt very like team captain after a big game loss. You know, yes, coming in and, and just kind of rallying up everybody, but everybody taking it the wrong way and just, but it was, the, it was how he did it. It's again, it wasn't like you could have rallied them. And if they, if you had been giving positive advice and they had just blown you off, then they're the heels, but he's straight up calling them names and being irrational in how he's criticizing them. So that's really, yeah, I think that's, which is why I liked how this built because first he went after Randy. And Randy has been a heel of late, and Seth's saying, you didn't play your part. Okay, not really heelish. We can kind of understand, and Randy's a dick. And, you know, all right, fine. Then he goes after Charlotte. And then you're kind of like, wait, what? wait a minute. That's a little irrational. She got taken out by Asuka because she got mist blown in her face. That's kind of unfair. And then when he calls Ray's kid stupid, that's when we knew fait accompli. He is going heel. This is absolutely not how you pep up your team. Even you don't go after show, Dominic. Don't <laughs> Somebody's go kid. after Dominic. He's a sweet, innocent boy who doesn't even know who his daddy is. He just got uh, hurt by Brock Lesnar. Right. So this is the thing, is that we, 
we're seeing a new side of Seth that's based on the Seth that I think has become the public perception. And I think it was put really well on Twitter. Jared actually repeated it in the chat just now, uh, is that Seth on camera has become his social media persona, uh, which is, you know what I mean? Like you're playing right into the public perception. Yeah. I think it's a smart thing to do. I'm curious to see if they go all the way with this because as we said later on, he had a match with Kevin Owens. It was a fine match. It ended in a fluff finish with AOP of all people coming out to the ring, getting in the middle of the two of them after Seth had eaten the stunner and it looked like both of them were on the mat. We weren't sure who was going to win. They stare down both Seth and Kevin who were exhausted in the respective corners. And then they both, and Kevin slaps one of them and they both go after him destroy him, throw him in the ring post a bunch of times, turn back to Seth, take off their jackets like they're going to fight him. And then as he's screaming, come on, come get me, they just back off and leave the ring. At which point Seth stomps Kevin twice into the into the dirt and then ends Ross screaming at the crowd. So, very interesting. Are we seeing this as being a dip into heel territory for Seth before trying to bring him back as a baby face that has realize the error of his ways and it's a redemption angle or is are we going full on heel and we're going to have AOP as the perhaps like juiced up versions of Joey Mercury and Jamie Noble. Absolutely. I think we're getting full corporate Seth here and it's probably going to go about as well as the, the stone cold turn. You know, it, it's not oh, going to go you're, over. It's you're not, not going to go over negative well. on it. I'm negative really? on it. I, Why I do don't you think that? I think it's I think it's being executed well, but I uh-huh. think it's the wrong person to do that to. We've always said on this show WWE doesn't know how to build baby faces, and they got really close. They did a they've done a really good job even after everything Seth has been through with turning on the shield and 2 years later he still miraculously comes back. And, and pulls this off. He, he's coming out and beating Brock Lesnar at Mania as a face for the top championship. Oh, well, I, I mean, but and they still screwed that somehow up they screw it up. Well, no, they screwed up his return, too, because he came. Remember, he got injured. He came back as a heel. If they'd have brought him back as a face, everyone would have been like they screwed that up. They had to then slowly turn him face where they could have just turned him face on his return. They've been screwing up Seth right and left. I think they have a chance here to actually make him an interesting heel as long as we don't go back to chicken shit Seth with his two goons. I think they have a chance to make this an interesting dynamic with AOP. But again, like you, I'm a bit skeptical. Um, I, but I think they have – I think they needed to do something. It was just going to get more and more into uh, just nasty territory with him. Yeah. Him being called not cool in NXT. Like I, th- I think something had to be done. And maybe it's lucky that he's not the guy and they can do this with him because there's been times when we've said the best thing that could happen to Roman was turn heel. Cena, turn heel. And maybe they're get, the fact that Seth's getting a chance, well, now we get to see what that would have been like. So, yeah, but I think you uh, made that, a really good point earlier, though, that they're not going to turn the people that they consider that important heel. Right. But with Seth, well, we've proven that he can do both really well. And can, I think they trust him, you know. I didn't like chicken shit. That. I didn't like chicken shit heel Seth. It got old really quickly. Authority Seth, I guess, is what you would call it. That that instance of it. There was a lot of, of the booking of that that kind of they they tend to book a lot of top heels as chicken shit. Like Kevin Owens when he was Universal Champ. I, I, I don't like the way that that goes either. So I'll see what they do with this. So, so, so I don't put too much of the persona on Seth though there because if you if you remember that it was all about the authority and Kane was involved and it, it intermixed with Lesnar right. there and there was a lot of other stuff going on. But it was a lot of I, it was a lot of him not wanting to defend the championship and trying to find every squirrely way out yeah. and then and then being weak when he was in matches. 
Yeah. Kevin Owens is the Good same point. way. He would be weak in matches. If you had that, you had more like an Adam Cole character where he's actually strong in matches, but he's still chicken shit in every other way. That's like yeah. the one major big fix is that he's still Seth Rollins. He's still the guy that beat Brock Lesnar. But now he's also he slayed the dragon, a, a cheating bastard. Like that. Yeah. Now you have my attention. Yeah. The other question I have about this is, okay, Seth's no longer your top baby face on Raw. Who steps up? Kevin Owens, I think, would be the obvious next choice. But then who else? I have no idea. What else, what else you got? Okay, well, I have an idea, but we're going to have to get to that later on down okay. this whole thing because uh, the next thing that came out was uh, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley came out. We had a, another Bobby Lashley and Lana segment. Bobby Lashley came out to have a match with, of all people, Titus O'Neil. Remember him? Who? Um, this, was, this was actually interesting because uh, Titus O'Neil is bigger than Bobby Lashley and actually can throw Lashley around. So for a second, this match was actually kind of engaging to me because I was like, these are big dudes slapping each other around. Like, I kind of dig this. Titus O'Neil kind of looks like Bobby Lashley's daddy. Only he didn't kiss him on the lips. The only, only way I could tell he was only way I could tell that he wasn't actually his daddy. But uh, but yeah, this was actually I, I thought an interesting little competition until uh, Rusev came out to break it up. Now earlier in the show we showed that Rusev had been served a uh, a restraining order, right? Which is not something you want to think about too much in the terms of logic because if you have two employees that are serving restraining orders on each other and they both have to come to work. That's a conflict right there that you need to resolve as a, a good manager of a billion-dollar company. I'm right. just throwing that out there as, as a bit of a logical piece that they had to work on in terms of telling the story. They're but, independent contractors, damn it. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Independent guy didn't show up for his date. He, he just doesn't get paid, pal. Right. So, all right, but, but Rusev didn't pay attention to that uh, restraining order. He came out, and he decided to destroy Bobby Lashley anyway. And destroy him. He did. Beat him from pillar to post, up the ramp, onto the announce table, through chairs all over the place. And as he was being taken away by security, ended up shoulder tackling, tackling Bobby Lashley off the stage. Bobby Lashley fell through some, you know, constructed piece of padding behind the stage. And then Rusev on the way out toppled some scaffolding on top of him. As he was being handcuffed and wrangled by real cops. Like, but yeah. Well, those uh, are real Chicago cops. I've seen those cops. <laughs> what? Wait a they minute. They were real cops. What's the story here, Nick? You've been arrested in Chicago before? No, but you go downtown, they're everywhere. What are you talking? How do you know they're real cops? No, don't no, explain this. How when do you they know they had were- guns? Oh, they were wearing okay, guns. Right, no one ever has had a fake uh, gun right, ever right. in history. This is not what we're here to talk about, is debate the merits of what is and isn't oh, a I'm fake sorry, or a real cop. called out for not knowing they're real cops after you <sighs> say that they're real cops. I don't know. I can't prove that they're real, and you can't prove that they're not, so let's move on. <laughs> I can say that this is wrestling, and more likely than not. When was the last time you saw cops. fake cops on WWE that had gun belts on? Uh... I don't know, but I can tell you right now, the last time I saw real cops on WWE was, mm, I don't know, never. So right. I'm just saying, just because you won pickems doesn't mean you're right about everything. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, whether or not they were real cops, Rusev got taken away by people who looked a lot like Chicago PD and uh, toppled some scaffolding on Bobby Lashley in the meantime, while wearing, by the way, I must say, a spectacular blood sport shirt Showing some love for little Ray Jackson there, as played by Braun Strowman's real father, Donald Gibbs. Uh, loving that. Loving that. Very cool. Very nice. Yeah. And then he posted uh, a picture of it. I guess he had gotten busted open. There was blood 
blood on it as well. So. Busted open. I think that might have been. It was a white shirt. Again, yeah. something I think might have been, uh, might have been staged. But you know, I'm not mad at it because I'm down for any time that someone gets. Nick, are you ready? Busted. Busted wide open. <laughs> Self promotion. Yeah. What did you think about this segment, dude? What did you think about this segment overall? Like, was this as far as Rusev, Lana, Lashley segments goes? Go, go. Was was this okay? Was this all right? Was this watchable? Just make it end. I just don't want it anymore. And and oh, I just I I I went to the kitchen and made a sandwich. You know, damn. I'm over this. And and then we find out that Lana signs a new five year deal, which we'll talk about later. But. And you're just thinking, God, is this going to go on longer? Are they just going to keep driving into this, even though nothing positive has been said about it, other than you once three months ago, whenever this whole thing started? I, I just, I'm done with it. I'm over it. I don't want it anymore. I, I don't, I don't, I changed the channel. I don't I'm know. Mute, I personally I play on my phone. If it's going to be on my TV, having this level of destruction happening in it was kind of fun. Not going to lie. I'm still not. I still am not a fan of this whole angle, but. This gave me that, like we've said, we've talked before about how this angle feels a little bit Attitude Era, not in the best way, but this kind of destruction made me feel like an Attitude Era segment where anything can happen kind of thing. So in that sense, if they must do this to us, at least this was one of the more watchable segments. Fine. I guess is what, I, is what I'm getting at. You've got to accentuate the positive. I love what they're doing with Rusev. I want him to be a psycho killer. I I want him to be just that guy that is not scared of anybody, will go out there and whoop anybody's ass and fight off cops, You know, whether it's for the honor of his woman or his marriage or himself or whatever it is. He he throws all all caution to the wind. That's what I want Rusev to be. Please so keep when he's, doing that with Rusev. This angle with Lashley and, and Lana is just... I don't want to see them kissing on my TV anymore. It's gross. Okay, okay, but did Rusev not just throw all caution to the wind and cause wanton destruction, act like an absolute killer, and get dragged off by cops? That's what I'm saying that I liked about it, yes. Okay, that's, that's the kind I'm of Rusev I, I want. I hate you and that I are it on involves the same some stupid cheating angle... Restrict yep. straining orders and all that shit. But yeah, it reminds me a lot of the Alistair Black stuff where, like, just give me Alistair Black killing people. I don't need the rest of the crap. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a second, though. Before that, we have to talk about Randy Orton <clears throat> because we brought him up earlier and I brought up the question of who else is going to be a face on Raw. Well, to get to this, we got to get through some, some other plot that, that leads us to Randy Orton possibly turning face, and that is AJ Styles, who is due to have a U.S. title match with Humberto Carrillo. On this episode of Raw, that never happened because the OC came down as Umberto was coming out and laid him out, beat him up till he couldn't compete. And AJ and the OC were gloating in the ring about, oh, now he has no competition. Well, Ricochet was also out checking on his boy Umberto, and he said, "How about me? I'll fight you." AJ says, "No, nah, I've already beaten you." Out comes Randy Orton. Randy Orton says, "Well, how about me? I'll fight you." And, Ray- and AJ goes, "No, no, 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 no. We already had a match under the bright lights of WrestleMania." which was a great line that was funny as hell. Uh, and I beat you there, he says. Not for you, Randy Orton. And then, randomly, out comes Drew McIntyre, who says, you know what? There's someone who's tall, dark, and handsome, and he has a very sexy accent. And he's never had a shot at a title here. How about me? And AJ's like, oh, I'm kind of hurt. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, out comes Rey Mysterio. And it's, All right, you get the idea. We got four guys out there. 
And race and Ricochet then comes up with a brilliant idea. How about those four guys have a match? Winner of that gets AJ Styles for the U.S. title. The OC turns on AJ and goes, yeah, it sounds like a really fun idea, AJ. And AJ goes, shut up, guys. God. <laughs> <laughs> and we end up having a fatal four-way for the person who's going to face AJ Styles. And it was yeah. interesting. They, they did this back-to-back. That was kind of cool. The four-way match and then right into the title match. It was a really fun four-way match. Hopefully, you can watch the, fir- the full edition of it because the full edition is a ton of fun. The edited version on Hulu cuts out some of the guts of it that was just some of the best stuff on Raw this week, particularly the segment with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton having a chop-off. And it was Drew McIntyre laid some absolute slobber knockers on Randy Orton, and Randy Orton sold him like he'd lost his soul <laughs> to these things. You died. Like the first one, I love how he just kind of took it and was like, I'm good. Oh, no, I'm not. Ah, God damn it. I, I can't he chop, breathe. <laughs> chops Drew. Drew no-sells it, laughs at him chops him again even louder and it's so loud that randy orton acts like he's got tinnitus in one ear from getting chopped so hard uh ricochet tries to get involved and everything breaks down again it was a ton of fun uh oh, the best part was they're going back and forth and randy just goes all right i'll give you a chop back i poke oh damn it randy oh beautiful <laughs> i love it newly newly re-signed dgaf randy is best randy yes that's my opinion but ultimately Ray Mysterio does a small package roll up on good old Ricochet and wins the whole thing. Ray Mysterio goes on to face AJ Styles. And by God, after interference from the OC being broken up by interference from Randy Orton and AJ eating an RKO, Ray Mysterio pins AJ Styles. Ray Mysterio is your new US champ. Okay, let's unpack this, Nick. Uh is the U.S. title a booby prize for putting over Brock at Survivor Series? What is the idea behind giving the U.S. title to Rey Mysterio here? When he came out to challenge and be a part of this whole thing, I went, wait, what? No, 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 no. You were just challenging for <laughs> the championship, like the sure. WWE championship. You're going to come right back out and get a – hang on. Aren't there other people hanging out yeah, in catering yeah, that have been is, waiting for this? Which is why it was good they had him go through a gauntlet to get there. He had to go through a match with two huge guys in Ricochet. So he earned it. It wasn't like he was just gifted a match. It wasn't like, and tonight, Rey Mysterio versus AJ Styles for the U.S. Championship. Why not? So we've asked them to explain why guys get matches or rematches. They gave it to us here. AJ Styles was tricked into giving this match between whoever wins this fatal four-way. It could have been any of these guys. Yeah. I, I don't I want to say oh, something. But I, I want to say something, but I, it's mean, and I, I just don't When has to- that ever stopped you before? I don't think Ray Mysterio should be as relevant as he is right now. Okay, that that is I was I was not prepared for that. All right, what? Why not? I, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre. Uh, I'll even put Randy in there. You mean all guys that he can now have feuds with as the U.S. champion and make them relevant by facing a living legend? Ricochet versus AJ, or Ricochet versus Ray Mysterio? I I want to see more of it. That's yeah. my point. Like I, I've seen everything Ray is gonna ever do at this point. I, I want to see some new blood. I, we're in this new era, golden era of wrestling that we're in. You spoiled, I don't entitled see the, son of a bitch. I don't want to see the same shit I've been watching for fifteen years. Oh my god! It's it, he is in uh, the best conditions he's been in in forever. He went away and is in incredible shape. 
and is putting on great matches and going out there and looking like a million bucks. And you don't want to see this guy work for the last bit he's probably going to be able to work. We're seeing the the, the twilight of Rey Mysterio here. And to have him be, I'm, and I'm, a, I'm a point. I'm a point to my Ray Ray mask on the wall here. We are looking at the twilight of Ray Mysterio, and he's still able to put on these fantastic matches. Why would you not want to see this guy go out there and face people like Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Ricochet, and have him do it as a champion? It's why I wanted him to be the... I thought he should beat Brock and spend two months being the champ and get that run. What they said was, nope, not the WWE Championship. We're going to do it with the U.S. Championship, meaning my logic was not completely unsound. They thought that, yes, we got to strap Ray and have him be some sort of champ here. I love and how this is, this is all about you saving your, your shitty pick from Survivor Series. So well, let's talk about Randy Orton real quick here. Uh, Randy Orton comes out and saves this match for Rey Mysterio, and AJ is so tore up about this. He has a, a segment backstage where he's being interviewed, and he's asked, AJ, what are you thinking right now that, now that you lost the U.S. title? And AJ, who's having way too much fun being heel AJ, by the way, yeah. mugs, mugs like he can't speak. He's so angry for about five minutes and then barely gets out the words, Randy Orton. <laughs> so it looks like we're getting. <laughs> I love it. Like <laughs> it looks like we're getting Ray versus a bunch of people and we're getting AJ versus Randy Orton only with the dynamics reversed. Face Randy, heel AJ. Good idea. Even AJ not speaking, standing next to a two-by-four with blonde hair and a red dress, is more charismatic than... Anyway, AJ Styles is phenomenal. I'm just going to say that. That whole, how thing, that, how whole thing, that whole thing backstage just, just solidified that for me. I absolutely loved this segment. Uh, it was better than the matches, and it was better to me than Ray winning the championship. So is it going to be fun watching Ray fight all these guys? Sure. I hope they continue that. I hope they keep it going that way. But at the same time, I'm just like, I'm kind of over it. I want to see some new blood. I want to see some new people get strapped. You know? Hashtag (laughs) Moving on to uh, Asuka versus Charlotte. Apparently we're having Asuka versus Charlotte too, only this time with Asuka full-on heel, not coming off of a massive uh, streak of wins. Um. This was a long match. They gave them a ton of time to work with. You had Kyrie Sane running interference on the outside and getting chased off by Charlotte. And uh, I have a couple things to, to talk about with this one. First of all, is, are we seeing too much mist? Because Asuka wins this match again, Kyrie interference, and then mists the utter crap out of Charlotte. She it looked was like about she, twice as much mist. I- holy, she had a mouthful. You could see when she got back in the ring, her cheeks were bulging, and she just covered Charlotte from the top of her head down to her belly button. It looked like Charlotte had been in a Pornhub video with the Incredible Hulk. It was brutal. Hello! Um, <laughs> hello! Uh, but, but, so is so it, I had that, I had that same miss? thought. Because it's been every finish to a match now. I, I had that thought, and then I was just like, no, not yet. Not yet. If they keep it up and it's the finish to every single match ever that Asuka's in from here on out, yeah, it, it'll be too much. But it, not yet. But I had the thought. Uh, it did cross my mind. We see it two nights in a row like that. I'm just like, eh. One's a pay-per-view. One, one is a turn on a teammate. It's different circumstances. One is an actual match against one another. And should it be considered... I think the bigger question is, should it be considered a weapon slash DQ? Right. You know what I mean? I, that's the debatable thing that I, I keep having a, tr- a problem with. 
So we'll see. I, I'm not there yet. I don't think it's too much yet. I'm still having too much fun with it with Evil Kana spraying poison mist. You know, that's I, I, I admit there is a certain <laughs> nerd part of me that's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. we're finally getting Demon Oscar. I love that aspect of it. But again, it's just it's too much of it. Eh, not yet. It's too much of it. Not, save not it. Yet. So you can beat Almost. people without I, it. I agree. Save oh. it, but not yet. Jesus, you are just having you win one damn pay per view and you have all of the all of the opinions. I told you all guys, strange get ready. Opinions. This is going to be a long week. I'm, God, I feel be a so long validated after up. last night. Oh, three months, three months till the next time I get to beat you. God damn it! No, we got TLC in de- December, but that, uh, that one never really But I mean, really like really anyway. on the on the big stage, yeah. on the big stage is where it matters the in, most. Uh, right? I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to beat you on like a weekly show. I want to beat you at the big pay per view. Nick Steiner anyway. math is be like six days, six weeks, something. Exactly. Like that. Thank you. At least you're self aware. <laughs> All right, but here's the other question I have: is we're seeing Oscar come out and this the trope of the evil Asian wrestler in WWE? Maybe I'm. Uh, I've seen it too much. Maybe I'm sensitive to it. I'm still bitter that Tajiri never really got more than either evil Asian or comedy foil. Um, uh, is that the only way that Vince knows how to book Asian wrestlers is as the evil foreign heels? And that they're not really, he's not really pushing that they're Japanese, but the fact that it's a Japanese team and they cheat to win as opposed to like when Asuka was a face, he didn't know how to book her. You know, she wins yeah. the title and let's, let's take it. Let's have her hold it until Charlotte needs it. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like we're am I, getting... am I am I being oversensitive here on this? Am no, I, I feel like it? we're getting ready to get really strong Oscar with a strap sometime soon, and and it might be a build to Mania. I, I would really Is like it... to see Charlotte Oscar two at Mania the, next year. Okay, uh, but but she's, Charlotte's going to go over again. Is it strong Oscar if she know. has to use Mist to win? Maybe I don't think it is. I think it's That's I think it's Oscar. using Mist because you're a heel and you DGAF and. That's they're using their evil, their evil Asian powers to win. Yeah, you know, like that's that's what it feels like to me. Maybe I'm being oversensitive to Vince, but again, it's WWE. It's not like I don't have precedent to base that on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying is yeah, well, I, just, I mean, it's I, basically I, Rusev and Shinsuke and gender, I guess, are our examples of all that, right? For our evil foreigner uh, heels, modern uh, modern examples. Yeah, Rusev yeah. was definitely the worst example of that with him versus John Cena. Um, we didn't see a whole lot of gender a little bit. We went, we went the foreign heel route, but I remember the flag match with Rusev and Cena, yeah. which oh. was just painful, painful. Hopefully we don't go there with this. It's, 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 I'm sensing it a little, little bit too much. I'm probably being overly sensitive to it just because of WWE's history. And I'm still waiting for like, you know, Kyrie to pull out some salt, like Mr. Fuji and throw it in Charlotte's eyes. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, so here we have Oscar working singles against Charlotte. We like it when the tag teams work singles in AEW. We like, oh, cool! These tag teams are they're getting to work singles wrestler as singles wrestlers and as tag teams. That's kind of fun. Do we like that when it happens in WWE, or is it we do we not like it because we know that they're just building up to have tag feuds with singles wrestlers that team up? Like they're apparently building right now towards Kyrie Sane and Oscar versus Becky and Charlotte. I I don't want that, but I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be terribly mad at it. You know, I you know me, I don't like that. I don't like the singles getting put together. I don't like how Oscar and Kyrie were first presented. 
I, I still, By the way, they have new they have new theme music that's actually like for both of them now. Yeah, I, I heard it got played at a house show. I think Jared told me that, and then Kyrie yeah. posted it or retweeted it or something like. I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet. I haven't heard. It. I've been I've been hoping to experience it for the first time on TV. It's better than the stupid flashing back and forth between their oh, two anything themes. Anything be better than you that. that. You could have well, exact, know, exactly. somebody coming out and playing a the, the Benny Hill theme. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The Benny the the casino the, the the cantina music from Star Wars would be better than what they currently have. <laughs> Imagine Kyrie and Oscar coming out. Your question was, do I mind singles rest do I mind tag teams having singles matches with other singles? No, not at all. Um because I look at what we've done with Undisputed Era. We've we've had a faction, right? But I think if you do it in a it's it's tough when it's just a tag team, but if you can build a faction around it and you can have a tag team and a and a single wrestlers or a singles wrestler or two then you can do all of those back and forth. Look at what they're doing with OC, where you've got AJ with the U.S. title, formerly, and the Good Brothers back and forth with the tag championships. That all works really well. Is that to say that Carl, uh, that um, uh, Luke Gallows can't have a match, singles match, with AJ and Carl Anderson in his corner against like a Drew McIntyre? No, that'd, that'd be awesome, right? We'd all love that. So why can't we do that with Asuka and Charlotte and be okay with it? That's what I'm saying is like I was okay with Oscar facing Charlotte. I'd be okay with like Kyrie facing Becky, which she did. I like that. It's just that we're we know that we're building to we're not building towards anything other than Kyrie and Oscar versus Becky and Charlotte. We know we're building that because that's part of the, that's going to be part of a fatal four way of four women's tag teams at Starcade. We know that's being advertised for TLC. So that's that's why I'm kind of like uh, I'm not as excited about this because it goes back to the booking of having the singles wrestlers from the tag teams facing each other as you build up towards a tag build. This is classic WWE booking that always just seems like they're they're treading water as opposed to really trying to build reasons for having a few. And you need to so get a, you need to get a tag team championship reign strapped around Becky and Charlotte to check that box. And exactly. that's what this feels like to me, honestly. And then we have Becky two belts again. Right. Uh, one last thought on this before we head on. What if Asuka, instead of her music, came out to Goodbye Horses? Just because she does come out kind of a little bit like Buffalo Bill, right? That's kind of the move she's making there. No? She's just, I mean, she's not. She's talking a little bit less, but if she, no? If she had Damien Priest voice and went, do you want to no? fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> Like, you said Jesus it. I, I ran I've lost my f bombs for the year thanks to Hell in a Cell. Hey, I was so quoting you, a film. It was Silence of the Lambs. Thank you, thank you for for doing that for me. Yep. Moving on to uh, uh, Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy finally got uh, some TV time. He had a match against Matt Hardy. <laughs> okay, who says he's at a, a strange time in his life on Twitter? Apparently, because you're out there jobbing to Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy, of course, said that he uh, he can't wait to fight Aleister Black. Apparently, Alistair can't wait either because he came out after the match and gave Buddy Murphy a huge knee, kneed the crap out of him, knocked him out of the ring. So it looks like we are indeed getting Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black. Are we excited for this, Nick? Or yes. have they just, have they not built it this well? How do you feel about this? Well, we've had like all of one interaction between them with knocking on doors and then he didn't answer because he was taking a dump or something. And then he came back later to check again and he was there. I Keep going. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm the meme of just keep going. Yes, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, you have my attention. Let's keep going. Uh, but no, I let it happen. Just let it happen, because that will be awesome. Oh, please uh, make that I hope match so. happen. I just want to get them out there and have them like shut up. Yeah. No more story. Have these two guys get out there and hit each other. Yes. And just have a bunch of that. Hard. That's it. Hard. Just hit each That's other it. really hard. Hit each other hard. That's all. Yep. Uh, we had uh, Kira Tozawa's farewell tour continued as he put over Andrade Cien Almas. 
we actually forgot to. Here's how great this has been going. We actually forgot to mention the cruiserweight match on uh, sur- on Survivor Series: Leo Rush versus Akira Tozawa <laughs> versus I don't even know who else there was. Uh, that's how bad it was. Uh, it was uh, Akira Tozawa versus Leo Rush uh, versus. I don't even remember. Oh, I don't either. I was in my car on the way home versus Kalisto. That's right. Um, Leo Rush retains. That this is how it's going for us so far with the cruiserweight division. Ouch. Uh, Andrade though, what's up with his future? Like he's he's beating Akira Tozawa, who, as we know, is jobbing on his way out the door. Are we keeping Andrade hot for something? Is he going to face Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title? Which is my suspicion. <laughs> uh, what are you thinking here? I'm thinking he he might be Ray's next opponent. I was thinking that they might take the Intercontinental off of Shinsuke, and that would be the feud that Andrade would go for. He's what? Shinsuke's on SmackDown, Nick. Well, real world, real does, world. Booking. You know, none Come of on. that shit matters anymore. It does. They're trying to make it matter again. Okay. They're trying to make it matter again. So anyway, yes, I think Ray is going to be his next opponent. Or sorry, Andrade is going to be Ray's next opponent for the U.S. Championship. I don't think it's going to be Randy. I don't think it's going to be Ricochet. I think it should be Andrade because one, you drafted him in like the fourth position. Yeah, they obviously, yeah, they obviously so see value him. They they give a shit about Andrade, and they've been booking him strong ever since. So do something. My dad used to say, "Shit or get off the pot." You know, good old son. Do something. Do something. Do something. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Do something. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Do something with him. Uh, they're keeping him warm. They have to do this every once in a while. Uh, they're also doing it with Eric Rowan, who's still coming out and squashing local jobber talent. Kyle Roberts this week came out What's with his What's in the box? I've heard it's a skunk. What? I've okay, heard it's a skunk. If he pulls a skunk out and like picks its tail up and sprays somebody, I, yeah. I, I might laugh out of my soul. Think about it. Like you, you, like if it is a skunk, <laughs> and <laughs> like you, Jake the Snake Roberts, you got Eric the Skunk Rowan, oh. and that's his thing. Like instead of like sicking the snake on people, he sprays him with the skunk. I'm just saying. Oscar's misting, and you got Eric Rowan running around with a skunk. What? What even is real life? <laughs> is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in some skunk mist. <laughs> Escape from reality. Poison mist and skunk mist. <laughs> That's right. All skunk butt. Skunk butt. Uh, so uh, uh, last things last. What the hell was up with the commentary on the show, Nick? Uh, Vic Joseph and King still alone. No Dio Madden to be seen. Don't know if he's been pulled from Raw or if he's still selling that F5 uh, or what's up. But my God, is it just me or do Vic Joseph and King have absolutely zero chemistry and having King as a face commentator, color commentator, is that just not working? No, it's it's King, it's King, and and it's I'll, I'll echo the same comments I said about uh, Jr. at Full Gear. It, it's they've they're I think they're past their prime, and there's newer blood stepping up that's quicker, sharper, faster on their feet, like Excalibur. That are just and all you're getting out of King is ah! Ah! that's so all you're getting out of King. Remotely, remotely Kingly. He's like his lines are gone, like his his fancy one liners. He's even like screwing up moves now. He's Why stumbling he over moves? himself. He's a color. You know, I, don't, don't try and call moves. Because Vic That's, Joseph doesn't know a move when he sees it. I've, I've listened to Vic Joseph screw up moves that I could call. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that I'm the greatest at calling moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I, I, I mix up a neck breaker and a lung They goal. dropped him on his shoulder on his knee. What a maneuver. Well, right. <laughs> it, it, it's an Oshie so Garoshi, anyway, guys. Yeah, hope, <laughs> hopefully they figure out someone else to stick on third commentary there. Uh, I'm loving the work that Beth Phoenix is doing in NXT, but I don't want to take her away from NXT. Uh, they've I, got enough lying around. Lord is, knows that uh, is it weird Tom that Phillips I say ain't I, doing I, nothing I right now. I miss Renee. Is it weird to say I miss Byron Saxton? Yeah. I miss Corey and Byron, that dynamic that they had, for sure. I do, and Corey's really starting to grade on me without Byron. Yep. Without Byron as his foil, Corey is going off the deep end. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Nick, that's it for Raw. Let's head over and talk about New Japan. Well, guys, we got a Tag League update for you. World Tag League. Uh... Some shit changed. <laughs> uh, things, yeah. things shuffled around quite a bit uh, this weekend. Uh, as most of us were ingrained in TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series, this little thing called World Tag League was happening over in New Japan. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. that little oh, thing oh, yeah. you know, on the road Remember to that? Wrestle Kingdom here in a few weeks, about a month now. And, uh, yeah, Ian, break it down for us. You've been keeping us up to date on the points as things have changed over the last few weeks. Update us on what went down, because there's a, everybody's in different places right now. It's madness. Evil and Sonata are running away with this thing now, which frankly, I'm I've been dreading. Yeah. Uh, they're now six and zero. They haven't lost a match yet. They're in first place with uh, twelve points, followed by the two teams that have taken a loss but still have six points as well, and that's Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi and Juice Robinson and David Finley. Um, so that those top three right there of those top three. I hate to say it, Evil and Sonata look like the most likely to go all the way through, but that's the most boring option. But it's also the most likely option because there's no one else really looks like a real tag team in here. Uh, you've got Jeff Cobb and Mikey Nichols, who are looking pretty damn good at 10 points, 5 and 3. Yeah, That's surprising. They're giving them some love. Tamatanga Tangaloa, the champs, still, uh, they, only, they only won uh, one match since then, but they dropped the match too, so they're at 8 points right now. Toru Yanu and Colt Cabana. Boom, boom. Since the, last, since the last time we checked in with them, they won a match, so they're now eight points as well. Rounding out the eight points, we've got Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer, who have had a major comeback, winning two in a row. And Tiriyoshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima, also at eight points. On the lower half of the scale, and almost mathematically eliminated Kenta and Yujiro Takahashi, Shingo Takagi and Errol Terrible, Togi Makabe and Tomowaki Hanma, all with six points. With four points, you've got four different teams, Hiroki Goto and Carl Fredericks. Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, and Hiroyoshi Tanahashi. Tanahashi down at the bottom, two and six with Toa Hanare. Six matches they've dropped. Mm. And then finally at the bottom, the two dudes I told you from the top would be putting everybody over, Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi, only have won one damn match. But we've got another week and a half of this. It goes through December 8th, so a lot of stuff could still happen. Uh, no one's been mathematically eliminated yet, except for everyone well, under and Nakanashi, six points. Nakanishi, yeah. <laughs> they were eliminated from the second that they signed up uh, yeah. for this crap. So <laughs> from the moment the bell rang of the first match, they were done. Kind of saw it coming. It's actually been very entertaining this year. I'm just terrified Evil Sonata are going to win again yeah. and challenge for the titles again at Wrestle Kingdom and win them at Wrestle Kingdom again. People, yeah, people have been complaining about Okada winning. So much. Evil Sonata as the top of the tag division is probably the most boring thing in New Japan for me. I would right love now. to have seen Suzuki and Archer run away with this. 
and just murder everybody. Like make it a make a point of it. Maybe that's Suzuki's match at Wrestle Kingdom. They have a major comeback. They end up facing Tamatanga Tongaloa and put them over at Wrestle Kingdom because Lance Archer's still the U.S. champ. He doesn't have a match at Wrestle Kingdom unless you, you somehow get John Moxley back in New Japan. Uh, he's been challenging Moxley online, so that could still be a thing. I, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Nick just dropped his nipple flaps. He is now touching his nipples. He's very much interested They're in this Lance Archer and John Moxley thing. <laughs> they are just below. They're just below frame, but they're slowly inching upwards into the frame right now as he thinks more and more about Lance Archer and, hey, oh, oh, Jesus. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that is a possibility, you know, that that could make some sense. They're not out of this yet. So I'm not mad at that at all if that is the if that is the plan. But uh, yeah, that is that is a little update on New Japan. Well, thank you very much, Surrey and Dangerous. And guys, that's our... Oh, no, wait, we're not done yet. We've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 Yes, sir, indeed. Well, you know what? We talked about the Ring of Honor final battle coming up very soon. It is indeed coming up very soon. And you know what? Something surprising happened, Nick. We didn't see this come. Nope. Guess who's going to be there? Marty Skrull. The villain. We thought that he was giving up his Ring of Honor contract at the end of the month, but it sounds like he is going to have another match. We don't know if this is his final match, if he's doing a favor for Ring of Honor for, it for is all the time he's put in there. battle. Mm-hmm. Could that be but, metaphorical in the sense that it's his final battle in Ring of Honor? Possibly. All I've got to say is he's going out like a pro, giving them one last big match. He's going to be pulling the curtain at final battle. The opening match will be him and Flip Gordon versus Bandito and Flamita, which should be a really awesome match. Uh, But I'm very curious to hear what he says following final battle because it's going to be about if he's staying with Ring of Honor and re-signing or if he's going somewhere else, whether that's AEW, likely, or if it's NXT, not likely. Uh, So, yeah, that's Marty Skrull. Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray recently uh, put out, people have been wondering why she quit AEW, why she's no longer with AEW, however you want to put it. Um, she, uh, she recently put out a final state, finally put out a statement about this. Uh, I'm going to try and read the important part here. Uh, nobody made me leave. She says, AEW took my career to new levels and I'm beyond grateful for every opportunity and experience that has come along the way and wish nothing but the best. It's a great group of people who truly love wrestling and just want everyone to succeed. I've always tried to be a good person, but I make many mistakes along the way. I needed to get my mind, body, and soul right with God. I wish I had the answers, but the truth is I don't. We all go through obstacles in life, and we may want all the answers, but we don't need them. It's God's plan, and he has shown me what's truly important in life and to find a blessing in every moment because in the blink of an eye, everything can be gone. So instead of bashing, let's just love one another and appreciate what we have or something like that. Lol, sorry, I'm awkward. Uh, (laughs) So, all right, very very Kylie Ray. But uh, basically, yeah, as you can tell from that, uh, wants to get right with God, uh, and that's why she left AEW. Uh, being uh, okay, fine, that's cool. Uh, now that being said, uh, being the classy organization that they are, Ringside News immediately jumped on that and said, uh, "No, no, no, we demand a better explanation than that." Um, okay, what, you're not Thanks, entitled guys. to anything. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, people immediately jumped on them saying, you guys are trash, as you would imagine. Uh, so keep it classy, Ringside News. Keep yeah. it classy. Um, and uh, at the same time, speaking of uh, Ringside News, Brad Shepard 
from Pro Sports Extra, who's often a contributor to Ringside News. By the way, uh, as of this show, we will no longer be al- allowing Ringside News posts in our Facebook discussion group. They're, I'm done with them. Yeah. I'm completely done with them. Sheriff McDonald, uh, you now have full permission to delete any yes. posts posted the, uh, the being Ringside News. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to put up a little like rules and regulations of the group so people don't get confused. Yeah. I don't want anyone getting 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 their feelings hurt because we take down one of your posts. But just if you listen to this here, no more ringside news and yeah. no Brad Shepard either. Uh, Brad Shepard got a big wait. News we have story a Brad Shepard who's a patron, and that is that's not the same Brad Shepard, is it? Not the same one, is it? Brad, Shepherd, say it ain't are so. Still, are you in the chat? Is this you? Are we are we, are we crapping on you? I, I, I hope not. Oh, it's not the same I, one. I want to clarify that he's been he's been very he's been very cool in the chats. Yeah, Sheppy. I hope, um, I hope that's uh, I hope, I hope I, that's I, not the same Brad Shepard. <laughs> I hadn't put two and two together on that, to be honest oh with you. Oh my god, I just did. Um, well, if if so, you're kind of a dick on Twitter, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he got called out for saying he he reported that Lance uh, Lance Storm had been training Dominic. Now that he was working for WWE, Lance Storm got on him and said, "Um, no, I haven't. I haven't even checked into WWE yet, even though I've agreed to work for them." So you're wildly wrong, dude. At which point. Brad Shepard started going off on Lance Storm on Twitter and uh, and saying he was washed up and never drew a dime and had no charisma because you know personal attacks are the best way to respond to being called out on having a, an incorrect uh, news scoop. All right, uh, <laughs> and, and in addition, everyone started jumping on him too. Joey Janela said he was awful. Uh, jo- uh, Joey Ryan, I believe, called him out. Yeah, it was just it, it was a big pile on. Oh, it's a lot of Twitter stories this week in the news. Uh, in addition, Bischoff also, Eric Bischoff, as you know, last week I reported that he stated that Tony Khan had stormed out of a roast after getting roasted. Uh, and uh, that was apparently proven wrong. People who were there were like, um, no, he left on his own be- way before that even happened. So you completely called that one wrong. And uh, Eric Bischoff, instead of apologizing, decided to go shoot on Dave Meltzer instead, <laughs> who quickly shot back at him about how he got that story wrong. Meltzer, of course, recently getting the Seth Rollins talking into the locker room story completely wrong and getting called out on it. It's a madhouse. It's a madhouse, Nick. Wrestling, in, uh, wrestling, wrestling Twitter journalism. is is just wrestling journalism absurd. in general. Yeah. Wrestling journalism in general right now. Don't believe anything you hear unless it's been sourced from actual sources. It's all speculation. Even if you even if you hear it from the horse's mouth, sometimes it could be speculation. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't trust anything. Oh, my God. Except this. Lana has said that she re-signed with WWE. Multi-year. Big deal. She says she made a lot of money. Uh, Rusev It was a five-year deal. Confirmed as a five-year deal. Yep. Uh, Rusev will be following soon. To his credit, Brad Shepard did say that this was going to happen. Way to go, Brad Shepard. You flipped a coin. You called it heads or tails, and you called it right. Good job, dude. Uh, So, yeah. So, Rusev and Lana likely to... Lana did re-sign. Rusev likely to re-sign of course he probably didn't probably didn't want to probably didn't want to do at the same time just because of the storyline i'm imagining but that's wild speculation don't take that as fact if you're wondering why mauro ranallo was not announcing on survivor series we don't have an official story here and this is a actually completely wild speculation again but it's being reported by dave Meltzer of uh of the uh wrestling observer online that uh, Mauro Ranallo was set off by a tweet that Corey Graves put out. Corey Graves pointing out that during the TakeOver broadcast, Mauro Ranallo didn't give enough time to his co-commentators, Beth Phoenix and Nigel McGuinness, who Corey Graves referred to as a Hall of Famer and a Ring of Honor champion, respectively. 
Uh, the the report is is that Morrow felt bad about this. We all know that Morrow deals with uh, with mental issues. He's got bipolar disorder. He's got a wonderful documentary about out about his struggles with it, his uh, his fight with it. Um, and I have tons of respect for the guy for being a public figure in general. Um, but I guess we can now say that tw- uh, Corey Graves is a fitter, officially one of the Twitter troglodytes that he's always calling out because Corey shot at him. Your own, like your coworker. And you're 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 instead of you know going up to him and like was Corey trying to start a feud with Morrow? What point was that? Like, well, was he just being a dick to try and promote his own podcast? I don't know. I don't have the I don't have the answers, Nick. What what did you take out of this? My take was that um, I think he was trying to like if you're going to give constructive criticism to a colleague, don't do it over Twitter. You know, like the same criticism I gave to ACH. He could have handled that a lot better, dude. You know, don't do it on Twitter. Be like, you you have infinite access to everybody yeah. behind the scenes, and you're gonna do it on Twitter. Yeah, Call him up. Morrow like, ultimately think- ends up deleting his yeah. very popular Twitter account, where he is uberly supportive of everybody that tweets Ted. at him, and you know, t- you know, thanks him for all of his. Uh, yeah. being out there for mental health and all of that stuff. He retweets and likes everything that I've ever sent to him. Thank you, Morrow. Uh, but at the same time, you've just – you went in on somebody that has known issues, instabilities like that. You couldn't have just pulled him aside and man, hey, man, I was thinking – I was listening to your commentary. Just you know, one little nit. Um, give some more time to Beth and Nigel. They're really, really good. Yeah. Instead, you know, he's got a guy. Uh, he's he's tweeting back at a guy named Travis Riley who uh, who said, "I just turned on WWE NXT Takeover. How many Chicago rap references has Morrow made so far?" And Corey Graves tweet, tweets back at him, "Far, far too many." You know, here he is going up. Here's the, here's the funny other aspect of the story. So before Corey goes off on all this, he retweets a tweet by Frank Shamrock, who's not a guy you want to mess with to begin with, um, and Shamrock put out a post that says social media has made too many of you comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the mouth for it. Now, Shamrock retweeted that from Ice-T, and then Corey Graves retweeted, retweeted it too. And the greatest thing was Shamrock then tweeted back at Corey Graves that he was going to be leading Morrow to the ring next time Morrow came out if Corey Graves wanted to be around somewhere. So seven sorts of irony and, and good Lord and cringy. Oh God. And Morrow, if you listen to us, which at some points I think you did, cause he, he shot out, he shouted us out a couple times, yeah. but Morrow dude feel better. Yeah, you man. got all kinds of love coming from us. Don't let the haters get you down. Brother. Love you, man. Uh, and Corey calm the hell down. Dude. Yeah. dude uh, shut up what? and do your job. Leave everybody else. <laughs> alone. His, die, his job is not to shut up. That's the thing. Like I understand when to get out there and be controversial, but at the same time you can do that. And still be supportive to your coworkers who need your help. He misses Byron. That's what it is. Cole Cole can be a little boring. He can't. Times. Yeah, he doesn't have anyone to beat up anymore. So he's got to beat up poor Morrow. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. right. You're going to go in on Morrow of all people. Yeah, you're Dick. turning into JBL Part Two, Corey. Yeah. Don't be a JBL. Yeah. Don't be a J. That's don't be a dick is what you say, Nick. Yeah. I say don't be a JBL. All right. So here's here's another one. What is IPWF? Huh? Mm, IPWF. Uh, I don't. I have no idea. No. I, I, I've never heard have of it. Have you not? Have you not seen this before? Impact Is Provincial Wrestling. Is this something to do with wrestling? the Midnight Express? Impact Provincial Wrestling Federation. No, it's not. Kind of, but but long way around. Impact Provincial Wrestling Federation is happening tonight. In fact, it, uh, what time is it? it? May have already happened. It is 
Impact is breaking kayfabe for one night. In fact, they're going the next level on kayfabe, and they're doing what I can only call a, a Southpaw wrestling reactionary show that's going to be very NWA power-like. They're doing a throwback retro episode, completely out of timeline. Everyone's playing different characters, and they are going to be doing this tonight. Uh, it's called the Throwback Throwdown. It's going to be a two-hour out-of-continuity uh, like weird retro episode. You've got people playing completely different characters. Um, you've got the Intercontinental Commonwealth Television title with a, is a Loser Leaves Town match between <laughs> Julian Cumberbun, which is played by Ethan Page, versus Downtown Daddy Brown, played by Willie Mack. Brilliant. You have a, blind, you have a blindfold match between Gama Singh. Sorry, excuse me. The Suplex Sultan Gama Singh versus the rough and tumble cowboy Colt McCoy, who's played by Eddie Edwards. Brilliant. Is, <laughs> I'm in. You have, the, you have the body slam challenge, which is uh, you're trying to body slam the wild man Congo Kong. If you can body slam and you claim $3,000, which is going to be <laughs> uh, one of the participants is the king of the great white north, Muscles McGee. Which is Brian, Brian Cage, Cage yes. playing a playing a Canadian. I saw him coming out with a flag, Canadian flag, and Golden Boy, <laughs> Mister Atlantis. I don't know who's playing him. You have an eight-person battle royale, which is uh, looks like a woman's match. It's Georgia Cobb, which will be playing by Jordan Grace, Lady Bird Johnston, uh, <laughs> um, played by Jessica Havoc, Mildred Moore, played by Alexia Nicole, and Blanche Ardmore, Blanche Ardmore, played by Tessa Blanchard. Nice. Uh, versus the mighty Ontario Oak, Tim Burr, played by Josh Alexander, the man who puts the physical and physical education, Jim Nasium, Jim Nasium, womp womp, played by Dez. You got the architect of pain, Bill Ding, uh, Trey, and race car superstar Ray Strack, played by by Wentz, Zach Wentz. Oh man, you had me uh, at loser leaves town match, <laughs> right? Gutter, gutter. <laughs> Gutter Punk Grappler Rip Razor, played by Ace Austin, <laughs> versus Pizza Boy Pugilist Rapid Delivery Pete, played by Rich Swan. What? Uh, this yeah, it just goes on and on and on. I'm in. It look it's. Uh, this sounds like a ton of fun. Um. Oh, sorry. Special interview segment: The Cockpit with Captain Joystick, played by Joy Ryan. Uh, Brilliant. Is he going to be Let's in a pilot's see. uniform, too? That would be just awesome. DJ Too Large, played by Moose. Uh, and finally, you will get to see Sammy Callahan playing none other than Jim Cornette. Tennis racket and all. Oh, my God. If you, all happening on Access TV tonight. Oh, so it's not on uh, YouTube. It's, it's on cable. It's on Access. Access, you know, recently purchased Impact. So they're right. I got now, you. This is their way of driving viewers there. And... You know what? They may be jumping on the NWA bag band wagon. They may be jumping on the Southpaw bandwagon. I don't care. This sounds amazing. Yeah, it does. This sounds spectacular. I'm all aboard. This sounds like a show we were raised woot, on in woot. the South called Hee Haw, where it was basically a bunch of skits. <laughs> and yes. uh, I, I'm I'm all in on this. So I, I think this is. You had me at Southpaw wrestling. Loser leaves town and blindfold matches. Uh, just they're all built around stakes. What do we always say? That's where the fun is, right? It Outcomes. H- have an outcome for something. Anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be watching this. And if there's a way we can watch it, I'll have to see if there's a the way it's going to be on YouTube Look or it something up. like that. And, Look it up. And we'll do a watch party or something like that for it later yeah. this week. We'll see. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, WWE applied to trademark, trademark Baylor, bleh, 
Sasha Banks. WWE applied to trademark Barely Legal and CyberSlam this week. What? What do those sound like? Uh, porn sites. Where is your mind, sir? Barely Legal. CyberSlam. Those are ECW pay-per-view. Nick, God damn it! Stop playing with your nipples and get back into the show. Come on, man. Those are ECW pay-per-view <sighs> names, and they're applying to trademark ECW pay-per-view. Good Lord. Porn sites. I was I, in the PG era when you said WWE and barely legal in the same sentence. I got really scared. I it completely slipped my mind that those were ECW pay per views. Okay. Yes. All right. Who are the, who are the Rock and Roll Express, Nick? Yeah. Okay. Just move okay. on. Moving on. Uh, Rock, <laughs> speaking of rock and roll, Rocky Romero has recently said that LA will be to the US what Tokyo is to Japan for NJPW. So, in other words, NJPW is looking to plant their flag in L.A., and your boy who lives in L.A. can only say, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, A little more Twitter news. Dave Batista and Dana Brooke, both recently announcing that they're single. Batista announces that he's single. Dana Brooke puts it out there that she's also finally ready to get over her boyfriend who tragically passed away from eating chicken, and that's not a joke. That's legit. He literally choked on chicken trying to bulk up for a a, a bodybuilding competition, which is just insane. It's seven sorts of insane. But she's put out there that she's finally ready to get back and mingle in the scene. And they have been really awkwardly like flirting at each other for the last like 24, 48 hours where Batista's literally like posting a picture of himself with a really nice car in like a nice suit and a hat. And he just says, sup to Dana Brooke. Like it's been really weird and awkward and I can't get enough of it. Like this is my total divas. Like you, you watch Total Divas. Uh, I'm watching Dave Bautista and Dana Brooke. Like I watch Total to bump Divas to do Twitter. research for the show to get backstory for why some of the things that. Are... Okay, you. <laughs> what have I said about Twitter? I didn't say. Stop I doing say stuff on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't say anything to them this time. I just I'm no, just not watching you. from the side in general. Oh, oh, okay. That's All worse right, well, than Tinder. Like trying to find trying to find somebody to date on Twitter. But it's way more entertaining to the rest of us. All right. Fine. So uh, uh, we know Thanksgiving's coming up later this week, and to everyone, uh, everyone in the United States, Happy Thanksgiving! Yes. We hope you have a wonderful one. Uh, eat a lot and hug your family if you still like your family. If you don't, or you're like me and you don't go home for Thanksgiving and you're actually working Thanksgiving evening, just hope you eat a lot. Yeah. Uh, so here's a Thanksgiving news moment for you to nearly close out the show. Hector Guerrero. The man who played the gobbledygooker from the uh, famous Guerrero family. Hector Guerrero recently came out and said, For all of you critics out there, I'm not brown-nosing anyone, even Vince McMahon. But the gobbledygooker was a good thing, and the author of that idea deserves to be left alone. That was meant for the kids, not for the adults that booted. To which I say, you know what, Hector? As the man who played the gobbledygooker, I understand why you have a horse in this race, and more power to you, brother. Whatever you have to say to keep yourself from crying yourself to sleep every night, that's fine. I'm just going to let you know, as a kid who watched the gobbledygooker come out, it was not cool. Nobody liked it. None of the other kids I knew liked it. No kid I've ever met liked it. And no one who was a kid around that time liked it. Nobody liked that. Nobody thought it was cool. It may have been for the kids, but the kids rejected it as well, my friend. Nick, did, 
No, you weren't a gobbledygooker the, fan? No, we, we don't need any more eggs. Uh, we don't need any more gobbledygooker turkey costumes. It, just no. Just stop. I mean, maybe as a joke. Whether the, like the gimmick Battle Royale and the gobbledygooker came out. Like, that was fun. <laughs> it's, it reminds us all of how bad it can get. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it also reminds me, I was, we were, so we had the uh, debut of the Stone Cold show, the Broken Skull interview hangout whatever the hell next stone cold show that's Jesus, out there if y'all haven't watched that watch it's it. a two-hour uh just encyclopedia of stone cold and the undertaker going just telling stories of the undertaker's the real voice freaks me out i'm not gonna lie yeah it's weird to hear it's weird um but at the, he talks about how he got the first call from it's gonna Vince be eggman. mcmahon and oh. he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna be eggman <laughs> he's yeah, it was, so he was, out, when, it was I, other, when, I, when I think of gobbledygooker, I think of the Eggman thing. I think of and, he's going to come out of an egg. <laughs> and instead, he came out as a giant ham hock. Yes. Like, like, talk about two guys who were given two opposite gimmicks at the same show. Yeah. And how the trajectory of their careers went. Good Lord. Mm. Well, finally today, Nick, on the show, a little something special. Uh, oh. This is our week of Keith Lee. After his incredible showing at Survivor Series, we'll be playing our Keith Lee bumper all week long to open our show. We're throwing out massive love to the big man um, who we've been fans of for years and years and years, have followed his career. We think he's absolutely wonderful, and we have much love for Keith Lee, both as a human being and as a wrestler. And uh, just saw something today from the boys at Cultaholic, specifically Tom Campbell and King Ross. I can't call him King Ross anymore. Sorry, Ross, just Ross. Ross Tweddell. Ross. Let's call him Ross. Ross on wrestling. Uh, Tom and Ross were watching Survivor Series and they have a new chant for Keith Lee that I think is, we got to make a thing. Yeah. It's my new thing. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put this over right now. Nick, yep. if you would with Let's me. I think, you, I think you know how this goes. One, Don't. two, three, four. Don't, Don't you, you forget, forget about, about Keith. Keith. Don't, no, 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 no. Don't, Don't you, you forget, forget about, about Keith. Keith. When you when walk you bask in his glory, this has to happen every time Keith's in the ring. Like yep. bask in his glory, bask in his glory, and then we have to do don't don't you forget about Keith. I want like, the seriously. That's that's Keith amazing. Lee. Keith Lee. I want you can that have to all over. of them. You can have yes. this. Keith Lee matches aren't going to be ten seconds. You can no. do all of the chants. Yes. We can do all of them. You can never do a chance. CM Punk chant while Keith Lee is in the ring, though. You are not allowed. Which chant? Chicago. Oh, CM, CM Punk chant. There was a lot of those this week, but it's because he's back on TV. They were in Chicago, yeah. and Seth is beefing with him, which he got in trouble yeah. for, apparently, backstage, allegedly. Yeah, if you had told me five years ago, you know, after Pipe Bomb, post-Pipe Bomb, that in 2019, Seth Rollins would open an, uh, an episode of Raw, and the first thing that he would talk about was CM Punk. Nick. In Chicago. Nick, you're forgetting about something. <laughs> don't that? you for better forget about, about Keith. Keith. Don't, don't, no, 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 don't, no. Don't, don't you forget, forget about, Keith. about Keith. And that is the news. Well, thank you very much, Sir Ian Dangerous. And thank you guys for hanging out with us for this long night of the recaps of the wrestling, uh, especially those of you on YouTube and in the chat. You guys were very lively tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, if you guys want to come hang out with us uh, when we're off the show, you can come over to Facebook, search for Busted Wide Open, like our page, and send us a join request to get into the group. 
uh, where you can find all kinds of fun stuff, such as memes, news stories, no more ringside news. I know who you are that always posts them. Brad Shepard, uh, our Brad Shepard, our Brad Shepard, please tell us you're not the same as the Brad yes. Shepard. Please Brad confirm Shepherd. that. Please confirm. I'm so worried. You seem cool. Yeah. Um, but yes, you can also find a link to our Discord community in the group there, saved at the top, pinned to the top. So make sure you get into uh, the uh, Discord community for live chats for across all shows all throughout the week, as well as our dedicated channels for pay-per-views that are archived. You can actually go back down, scroll all the way to the bottom left column, and you can see all of the pay-per-views that we have in there and go back through uh, all of the different conversations we had through the pay-per-views. It's a lot of fun to relive some of those moments in there, so I'm glad Discord saves a lot of that stuff. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. Make sure you're following us on both of those. And uh, thank you to all of our patrons. Patrons, thank you so much for this amazing weekend that we had with you guys doing the Pick'ems for Survivor Series. The Mostly great conversations. Amazing. Mostly amazing. Yeah, well... I say, as, I say, as I drank himself of into oh. oblivion uh, as he's continuing to do at this very moment. I'm numbing if you're myself. On YouTube. Yeah. Numb. <laughs> uh, um. And last but certainly not, oh, if you want to get into some of that action, you can head over to patreon.com slash BWO, but you guys already know all that stuff. And if you want to watch us and follow us on YouTube, we would greatly appreciate it. We are on the race to 1,000 subscribers right now, trying to get there so we can do even more fun, interactive stuff on YouTube. But YouTube gates a lot of that stuff with arbitrary numbers and metrics and stuff. So get us to 1,000 subscribers, and a lot of cool stuff happens. YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open is where you do that. Drop a like on any of the videos that you enjoy, and make sure you subscribe and jingle that little notification bell so that you get notified anytime we go live or post new videos, which we are working on doing quite a bit more of. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And my name is Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But my God! Would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out. OrbitalJigsaw.com.